Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Mighty Holy Spirit, today we are in your presence. Speak to us. Visit us. Fill us. In the name of Jesus, let the entrance of your word bring light and understanding. In the name of Jesus, let everybody here present leave this place with a miracle. Let everybody here present leave this place with direction. Let everybody here present leave this place with an answer. In the name of Jesus, let your word come in power. Let your word come in truth. Let your word come in grace. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. I humble myself before you. Use me to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say your loudest, Amen. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five and you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow, Deben. Hey. It's good to see everybody. I'm excited to be here, if it's possible, so that at least. I'm excited to be here. I've not been here for some time and this time I intend to this year I intend to come here a lot a lot more often than than it has been over the past months amen but I bring you greetings from Peter Marisberg the city of our God No, when you get the mic, you can also say what you want to say. But I bring you greetings. The folks there send their love to you. We are excited when we see your pictures and we see what God is doing in your lives. Amen. I want to say a big God bless you to Reverend David. There's a saying, there's a scripture that says that dynamites come in small packs. So I'm not surprised that God is using him mightily. Amen. You missed a good place to put your hands together. Those of you over here, is there a problem? Uh-huh. Great. So he's, he's doing a great job. And I also want to thank all the people who are helping. Uh, Mame, um, Dr. Lamla, all of you, the shepherds. Continue doing what you are doing. God will bless you. Amen. This year, you will not lack any good thing. I say it again. This year, you will not lack any good thing. Look, some prayers you prayed last year that you didn't receive an answer. This year, you will receive an answer. This year, God will turn around your captivity. The Bible says, when God turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like they that dreamt. 
Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our heart with singing. Then said they that are in the hidden, the Lord has done great things for him. The Lord has done great things for us. Wherewith we rejoice. God is going to do something in your life. You will begin to rejoice. Some of you have just been waiting for somebody to propose to you. This year is your year. Hallelujah. So prepare yourself. Brace yourself for what God is about to do in your life. Put your hands together one more time for the Lord. Quickly, I also want to say a big thank you to all of you who um, honored me during my birthday. Um, I'm excited. I'm happy because it brings a blessing over your lives. And when I say Anna, I don't mean you sent me a WhatsApp message. We don't eat WhatsApp messages just by way of information. We don't eat it. You can't go to a shop and buy something with a WhatsApp message. Hello, Bishop. Happy birthday. May you live to be 70 and 100 and 180 and 42. I can't go with those digits to a shop to buy anything. Do you understand? But those who truly, those of you who truly gave something to honor me, I also appreciate you. Why am I saying so? The Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. Not with your words. With your substance. And the first fruit of your increase. Hallelujah. And, and honestly, you are the only church that honored me. I don't want to say it too much in English. Hallelujah. Do you get it? Look, in the church, there's only one day that we honor the pastor. Which is the pastor's birthday. Hallelujah. So when it's your pastor's birthday, do something. Don't sit there and just, you have been saying, it's what time of you, that's why your prayers are not answered. Yeah, look, I come here once a year, so I can, I can free my mind today. <laughs> Next Sunday, I'll get somewhere to preach at. Do you get it? But I'm saying that, is the, when is your birthday again? You have had one already, oh? Ah, okay. This year, 2020. When is your birthday again? September. When in September? 15th of September. When is 15th of September? This is your pastor. Honor him. Yes. Amen. Yes. Tiny. This is your pastor. Not you. I'm not coming to you. Why are you so scared? I'm talking about the guy who did the drama, the film, Tiny, from America. Get some dollars and honor your pastor. Yes. Hallelujah. After you have honored him, then you can make a cake and say we are the cake is a top up. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Say a good amen. amen. Yeah, don't make a t-shirt, right? Reverend David, we don't eat t-shirts. And do you know the type of t-shirts we wear? You go and bring this your Chinese t-shirt that when you pass by the kitchen, somebody is cooking, you are at risk of catching fire. Don't, don't, don't start, don't start. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. Today I want to speak to you for a very short... Are you in a rush? Are you sure? If you are not in a rush, when I finish preaching, I'll pray for you. But if you are in a rush, I can just preach 40 minutes and then we go. Which one do you want to? How about you? How about you? Okay, they say they are going to watch football. A short session. Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says, today I want to preach to you a very simple message. I want to explain to all of us what we used to be what God has done for us and what God intends for us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says, And ye has he quickened, which were dead in sins and transgressions, 
wherein in time past ye, ye walked according to the course of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air. That spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience and whom also we all had our conversation in time past after going after the last of our flesh okay fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our minds and were children of wrath as even as others but God who is rich in mercy and for the great love where which he has loved us let me start. The time will go. Let me come back. Let me just preach as I'm reading. The Bible tells us the state, our state as natural people. He says that God has quickened us. The word quicken is the word he has made us alive to bring to life. So the Bible says when God shall come, he shall judge the living, the quick and the dead, which is the living and the dead. So when the Bible says, ye hath he quickened, what it means is that God has brought you alive. Why has God brought us alive? He says, because we were dead in transgression and in sin. Verse 1, just verse 1, yeah. Because we were dead in transgression. Why were we dead? Anybody who walks in sin or lives in sin is dead to God. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Once you are living in sin, you are dead to God. Who is somebody who is living in sin? Or who is somebody who is in sin? Somebody who has not believed in Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. That person to God is a sinner. And the Bible says he's dead to God. So the Bible says that the reason why we are alive is because Jesus has quickened us. He has brought us to life. But we used to be dead in sin. Why? He explains why. He says, he says, because wherein we walk according to the course of this world, verse 2. He says, before, with anything that is happening in the world, we do. We just wake up and we govern our lives by what happens in the world. So, if everybody in your school has a boyfriend, you also get a boyfriend. Not because you need a boyfriend. You get a boyfriend when you need a boyfriend. At what stage of your life do you need a boyfriend? When you need to find somebody to marry. Boyfriend is not like toothbrush that, or toothpaste that we all just buy around. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here or you've gone home? Yeah. It's like everybody in your class is cheating in exams. So you also cheat. That's the course of this world. Everybody write an exam, they cheat. So you also cheat in an exam. According to the course of this world. Every traffic cop takes cold drink. <laughs> Not every, please. No, but, Abi, you, you know most. Do you get So you also take cold drink. If you help somebody at your workplace, you take a cold drink. The course, according to the course of this world. We did every, everybody is dressing and all their breasts are outside. So you to you dress and you market your breasts. You advertise yourself. We see you by your breasts. That's how we notice you. I mean, if, if we just, well, uh, who is this? We have to look at the type of breast. Oh, it's, 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 it's this one. Because that's, what, that's how everybody dresses. Now, ladies, don't sell yourself short. You know, one day we have to pay Lobola for that breast. Now, a breast that is readily available, why pay for it? Go and 
check all your pictures on your status? Look, for some of you, the brothers are building a jigsaw puzzle. Because every day you show a certain part of your breast, then they put it there. So they are, one day they'll put all together and all of the breasts will be there. Doctor, am I saying something that is not spiritual? Hello? I mean, they are building a jigsaw puzzle. So today you showed us this. So we have cut, tomorrow you showed us from this angle. Tomorrow you showed us from this angle. Tomorrow also. So very soon we'll put all together that we have the full picture. Why are you doing that? Everybody is doing that. According to the course of this world. He said, you also walked according to the prince of the power of the air. He says, another way that you were governing your life is because the prince of the power of the air, air was influenced. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Satan. Satan is the king of the airways. When he's king of the airways, it's Satan. He governs. That's why the internet, although it was made for something good, is used for more evil than anything else. Yeah, it's like so. It's like you you be in church, you are preaching. Somebody sitting there, he's watching pornography. During the preaching, not even at after hours. During the peak period, peak period, he's watching pornography as you are preaching. Brothers, amen. When I was talking about the sisters, you were saying, Amen. Now that I'm in your court, you stop smiling. It's even funny, eh? Yeah, he's watching pornography. Internet is useful. Maybe because look, the, the, the prince of the power of the air controls all these things. Television. I mean, look, you don't watch, you look, you are even watching children's program, program for children, babies. By the time you watch three times, somebody is kissing somebody. On a children's program. Cartoons. When we were young, cartoons. Cartoon, do you know cartoons? I'm intentionally saying cartoons. I've got, look, I went to a very good school. Don't try me. When I start talking, you may, you may have to upgrade to understand what I'm saying. Don't start. I mean, I'm talking at your level so that you can understand. Please don't start a whole confusion. What was I talking about? Cartoons. When we were young, the cartoons were animals. Cow and chicken. Do you remember? Cow and chicken. Guys, can I preach you so I can relax? Because now I'm rushing because I have very little time. I have so much to say. Cow and chicken. They were the cartoons. Cow and chicken. Cow and chicken. Then, Tom and Jerry. The oldest cartoon of all time. There was a cat and a mouse. The cat was called Tom. Thomas. Called Tom. You get The cat was called Thomas. Tom. And the mouse was called Jerry. So it's like Tom and Jerry. They've been fighting for 100 years. United Nations has not been able to bring peace between the two of them. Those were cartoons. Then later on, a certain cartoon, a certain cartoon came. Which is what led to us stopping to watch cartoons. This cartoon, he was a human being. He was called Johnny Bravo. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Help me, mama. Yeah, that was Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. 
Johnny Brad, the way he used to like rapping girls, our parents stopped us from watching cartoons. But today you are watching cartoons, you will see all kinds of things. Why? Because Satan controls the airwaves. So those of you open your anything that is on, you are watching. Anything that is on, t- you, your, your soul is getting more and more damaged. Yeah. Hey, Pastor Batman, adult, I can do what I, I like. Yes, you can do what you like. You can drink poison. Why don't you drink it? Nobody stops you, but why don't you drink it? Why? Because it will damage your... Some of you are acquiring certain taste for life that you cannot pay for. So when you enter into life, you cannot be satisfied. You cannot be satisfied. Every day you are watching, what's the local South African soapy generations? The original generation, the one with Jack Mabasso. Uh, is that not generations? Why are you making it look like whether it has, I'm telling you, that's the one I'm talking about. The one that when they wake up from bed, they're already wearing makeup, lipstick. Do, do, my dear, you have worn makeup nicely. Do you, did you wake up like this? You had to draw this, what we are seeing. Is that not true? We, we are waiting for the day that we see your real face. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. But this is how they wake up. Come, come, come. You look, you look very pretty. Come, come, come. Oh, come, you look very pretty. What's your name? Come and take a picture with me so that one day, when, when, when you are famous, I'll say I knew you. Maybe you'll be Miss Universe. I never know. Uh-huh. Yeah, smoke it. You see the way she, come, I'm not done with you. Stand where you are standing. You see the way she's looking. This is how they wake up in generations. This is how they wake up in generations. But in real life, when she wakes up, it's like a hurricane. Do you know, do you know a hurricane? Hurricane, boom, then she wakes up. Sometimes she can't find her teeth. She can't find her ears. She can't find. They all, look, all of them, they have to take, take their hair, put it there. Take their ear from the cupboard, put it there. Take their, put their teeth, everything. Then it comes beautifully like that, which, which we like. We, when you come out beautifully, we are happy. But we know that in the house. Please tell me that. You say your name is what? Yogela, Yonela, Yolanda. Do you really wake up like this? Don't. But every day you have what generations are, your mind is filled with bubbles. Bubbles and air. With fantasies and ideas that this is how life is. So when you enter into real life, you realize that your pay of 12,000 rands cannot give you that life. So you need to get some more. Then you start to compromise to do things so that money will come. Thinking that when money comes, one day per adventure, when you wake up, you'll be looking like this. And you see that it's still not happy. How did you get there? You acquired it from the things you were just watching. The things you were just watching. Do you think Oprah Winfrey looks like? If you see Oprah Winfrey in real life, you will never watch her show again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you want to frighten children so that they can go and sleep. You show them Oprah in real life. But when you see her on her show, hey, all the portals have been sealed and filled with tractors of foundation, everything. Let me go on because this is not my preaching. I said prince of the power. It says, and that spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It says the children of disobedience, they have a spirit. I'm describing the state which we used to be in before we were saved. When you see somebody who is stubborn, rebellious, recalcitrant, doesn't listen. 
Look, it's not because he's strong. Oh, he has a demon. He has an evil spirit. Death. The strength. Have you really gone to school before? The strength. How do you spell strength? S-P-I-R-I-T. Strength. Okay, maybe I know. Let me look at it well. The power. Oh, the power. The power. The S-P-I-R-I-T. Power. The spirit. That now worketh. In the children of disobedience. When you see someone stubborn girl, you can't advise her. Say, sit down, she won't sit down. Stand up, she won't stand up. Sleep, she won't sleep. Wake up, she won't wake up. Some of you, just to wake you up, it's a problem. You know why your mother sent you to boarding school? So that you can take your stubbornness away. We are tired. We, we've been handling it for 18 years. Now go and manage it to yourself. It's a spirit, it's an evil spirit. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So this is how we all work. And even verse 3, he says, and who also, we all, not just you, you and the pastor and the bishop, all of us, had our conversation in time past. The word conversation is our way of life. We, all of us had our way of life. With who? The children of disobedience. He's still talking about the children of disobedience who have an evil spirit that makes them callous, hard, Untendable, unbendable, unyielding. I told you I went to a good school. Don't bring yourself. <laughs> it says we had our behavior with them in time past, in the last of our flesh. It means anything that made our flesh feel good, we do. If your flesh feels like I must sleep with somebody, I've got to sleep with that somebody now. If your flesh feels like I must drink something hot, you got to drink something hot and I ain't talking about tea or coffee. I don't know why people even drink hot stuff because they are called spirits. It's like you drink spirits. You are not afraid. You drink spirits. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> And it says, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our minds. It's like anything our mind tells us, we just do. Anything, anything our flesh, you are supposed to wake up and go to lectures. Your flesh feels like sleeping. You say, today I'm sleeping. Anything. So, Paul describes to us our way of life. Then the next verse, which is good. You have not smiled in a long time. Let's look at good news. It says, but God. Tell your neighbor, but God. But God. No, I have good news for you. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. This is not God is merciful. He's rich in it. There are people who have attributes, but they are not rich in it. There are people who have money, but they are not rich. They are not rich in the money. They have money, but they are not rich. Do you get? But Bible says God, not, not only is He merciful, but He's rich in it. It means as soon as you come and ask Him for mercy, He will give it to you because He's rich in it. He has a lot of it. He's actually looking for somebody to give some to. He says, but God, who is rich in mercy, this is why He's able to overlook all the things we we we, we did. Oh, you were at the nightclub. You just said, eh. Okay, no problem. I'm merciful. 
You had this. Oh, okay. No problem. You have stolen somebody's husband. Okay, don't worry. It's okay. Yeah, I'm merciful, merciful, merciful. And it's also, and also his great love, which he has loved us. God loves us so much. That's why in spite of the way we were or the way we are, he still so, oh yes, Satan is always telling God, these people, they are very bad. God says, yes, I like them like that. Have you not had a friend that people say negative things about, but you still like your friend the way your friend is? You, you, you are almost blinded to the fact that your friend is evil. No matter what people say. One day, a brother was going to get married to another sister. Then, I, I, I was talking to him and I, I was trying to point out to him that, look, this girl you are going to marry, I don't have a problem with you marrying her, but she's very boring. So just be prepared to be with the boredom. No, if I lift up the level, I'll leave you behind. So I want to be at your level. So I said, be ready to deal with the boredom. He told me that, hey, my, my, this my beloved, she, look, she's a, she's a sanguine. Do you know who a sanguine is? People who naturally make things nice and happy and that's, that's who we call a sanguine. I said, hey. He said, yes. I said, really? He said, oh, Bishop, you are not usually with her, so you don't know her. I said, hey. Meanwhile, this brother, he didn't know the girl. I knew the girl and I introduced the girl to him. But he was so convinced. That's what I'm talking about. Satan, Bible says, Satan goes before our God and accuses us day and night. But because God is merciful and he loves us so much, he overlooks everything that is being said about us. Yeah. So, this girl, oh, God said, I don't care. I like it. Next verse, next verse. It says, when we were dead. For even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us. He brought us to life together with Christ Jesus. This is, this is what God's mercy and his love for us make him do for us. I've not started preaching. I'm just reading the Bible. Yeah. It says, by grace are you saved. It says, even when we were sinning, God knows of your sin and God knows of my sin. Yet he loves us. Isn't God fantastic? Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's, that's the fantastic thing about God. Sometimes you are with somebody, you don't know some things about the person. The day you get to know, you stop being with the person. Sister, don't WhatsApp me, okay? I'll come to you myself. You talk to me directly. Don't send me a WhatsApp message. Hello? Hi. Hi. God knows everything about us and he still loves us. I'm sure there are things about you that you don't want anybody to know. Yeah. Nobody wants to be under the spotlight. Just in case. You see the sister, I say, oh, come, let's take a... Even she's shy. If I come, what if they notice something that... That is all... It applies to all of us. But the good thing is that when it comes to God, he knows everything. And he still loves us. He actually knows that we are sinners. But he says, it's okay. I still like you. 
I still like you. And in spite of all your sins, I like you. He says, even when we were dead in sin, which is when we were living in sin, he had quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Next verse. He says, and he has also raised us together. And made us sit together in heavenly places. In Jesus Christ. This is where God has placed us. That's why somebody, a sinner like myself, I can come and stand here on a Sunday morning and preach to you. That's why you can come and do your, your, your film stars thing here. In spite of all the things you have done. Because God has lifted you and has put you in heavenly places. Verse 7. Why is he doing that? He says, so that in the ages to come, he might show of his, 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 his great, his great grace or exceeding grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. He's doing all these things to show us that he's very rich in mercy and grace and kindness towards us. Verse 8 is where I want us to get to. He says, why is he doing that? For by grace are you saved through faith. By the grace of God, you and I are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. To be saved is not by anything that you did. It's by what God himself did for us. God is just trying to be nice to us. To be gracious means to be nice to somebody. So when I come to him, I say, oh, please be gracious to me. All I'm saying is that be nice to me. So God is being nice to us. That's why he saved us. Despite all our, our, our sometimes it's not even sin, our, the, our nature. If you see, we read in verse, it says, we were by nature the children of wrath. Sometimes your nature is beastly. Yeah, sometimes your nature is beastly. Sometimes you are rude. Sometimes by nature, you are rude. Or let me say, we are rude. Sometimes by nature, we are proud. Sometimes by nature, we are arrogant. Sometimes by nature, we are nasty. Not only have you not brushed your teeth, you are nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we are nasty by our nature. I'm talking about nature. We are nasty. Sometimes we are unpleasant. Sometimes you are with people, you can see this is a very unpleasant person. It's not easy to be if you marry such a wife, you, you have to pray about it. If you have not married her already, you have to escape. You have to believe God. Look, all the problems you are seeing in the relationship now, they are not going to go away. They will be in the marriage. So if you can't handle it now, look, jump and be free. Instead of lock yourself in a life of a bedding for the rest of your life. Yeah. Some girls have what we call ADD. Doctor, what is ADD? Attention deficiency disorder. Is that not so? Yeah. Syndrome. Is there S at the end? Attention deficit or deficiency. Attention. Look, I'm also a type of doctor. Okay. I'm just trained. I'm now training. Attention deficiency disorder. It's like they, 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 they have not. It's like a child who didn't have toys. When they were young. So, so every, they are old. Like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was robbed of his childhood. Because he became a child. He became a celebrity as a little child. So he couldn't go to normal school. He couldn't just go to the playground. And play with the other children. Anywhere he arrives. 
Paparazzi, what do you call them? Media people, cameramen. They just start taking pictures of him. Until Princess Diana got married, Michael Jackson was the most photographed human being in the world. From a child. So when he grew, he saw that, "Ah, I've just missed playing with the children in the area. I never got a chance. I couldn't do that when I was young because from, from a young age, he was a world global celebrity. So he couldn't have. So as he tried, he built a whole place to call Neverland to relive his child. So you see an adult behaving like a child. Sometimes people, some girls are like that. Please hold my hand. Please, you are not holding my hand well. Please lift it up a little. Please, it's uncomfortable. Bring it down. Please, is it only my hand you can hold? Oh, please, you don't talk to me anymore. You didn't call me when you went to work. You didn't WhatsApp me when I WhatsApp you. I WhatsApp you 19 times. You WhatsApp me 18 times. So, as, as, a, as a brother, the, the, the person overwhelms you. You don't even know what to do. Sometimes we are like that. By nature, that's how we are. So, by our own ways, we couldn't have saved ourselves. But God said, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourself, but it's the gift of God. Then verse 9 says, for it's not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not anything you do. You know me, I'm very good. I've never told a lie before. I've never slept with anybody before. I've never stolen anything before. I've never, you could have been with all this, you're never, never, and still gone to hell. It's God who has decided that I'm just choosing you and I'm saving you. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine today, so many people were invited to the service, but you came. They didn't come. Are you better than they are? No, some of them are even far better than you. But the reason why you came is that God decided, oh no, let me have mercy on this girl. Let me have mercy on this guy. Let me have mercy on this other lady. Let me have mercy on this sister. That's all. That's all. That's the reason why we are here. That's the reason why I am preaching to you. God just decided, let me have mercy on this poor chap. Not because I'm good. No, no, no. If you want to look for one of the baddest people, you are looking at Michael Jackson bad. That type of bad. Who's bad? You are looking at it. Yeah, original. You are looking at it. But God said, let me just have mercy on this guy. Just have mercy on this guy. Verse 10 is the scripture where after verse 10 we have closed. It says, why? It says, for we are his workmanship. He said, don't boast. Verse 9 says, it's not of works lest any man should boast. Then verse, verse 10, he explains why he's saying nobody should boast. He says, for we are his workmanship. His workmanship means God himself is the one who has worked on us. Yeah. Hey, I don't insult older people anymore. God has worked on your mouth. God has just worked on you. Just we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Says we have been created in Christ Jesus. Unto what? Good works. That God himself has ordained before ordained that we should walk in them. This is the reason why God saved us. He saved us because he has certain good works. Certain good works that he expects us to do. That's why, that's why he showed us mercy. That's why he was gracious towards us. That's why he expressed his love to us. So that you and I can rise up and do certain good works. 
That's, that's, that's the only reason why. That God wants more people in heaven? No, he wants you to come and do good works. That's why he stretched forth. That's why he reached out to you. That's why he expressed his love for you. That's why he expressed his grace towards you. That's why he expressed his mercy towards us. So that we can come and do certain good works. And do certain good works. That's why he saved us. Why did he save us? Why did he save us? So that we can do some good works. So that we can do some good works for him. My brother, my sister, why are you in church today? Why, why are you not dead? How many of you have friends who have died? If you have had a friend who has died before, just give me a wave. Maybe he's died once, twice, or three times. Say, just give me a wave. Why, why not you? Why not me? Me, my best friend, committed suicide when we finished matric. He committed suicide when we finished matric. Did he feel? No, he passed even better than I passed. And he committed suicide. My best friend, I mean, my best friend in high school, he committed suicide after matric. Look, we had plans. Plans when we step in the university. Oh, the university is going to hear of us. I said the university is going to hear that we have stepped in the university. We had plans, I tell you. We had planned which universities we were going to go to. We had planned to be together in so many things that we, we, were, we, we were planning to do. We were really going to step it up in university. Our results came. I had passed by the grace of God. He had also passed. And he had passed even very well. I saw him. He came to my house. We, we, before we go to university, we, do, we work for one year for the state. And they pay us. And he had been working for about three months. They had not paid him. And that day, they had just paid him fresh. So I told him, look, as for today is that they go and bring the, your three months pay. And let's go and blow it. So he said, it was Friday. He said, I'll be back. I was with. I waited for him that whole evening. He didn't come. Try to. It wasn't even those days of cell phones that we could call each other. Saturday, no news. Sunday. I heard he had committed suicide. He had committed suicide on Saturday. And he had died. It could have been me. It could have also been you. Why did God keep you alive? How many of you have been in an accident before? You were a car that had an accident. Or you were dreaming you had an accident. It's all, it's all, it's a type of accident. Why is God keeping you alive? To do certain good works. I want to share with you one or two of the good works God is expecting you to do after that. I go home to my wife and children. First one. First, first good work that God is expecting you to do. We can find it in Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. The Bible says, they that be wise shall shine bright or shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. The Bible tells us here that people who are wise, they will shine as the brightness of the firmament means a light, a big light. But people who turn people to righteousness, they shall be like the stars forever and ever. One of the good works God is expecting you to do 
after you have been turned to righteousness, is to turn others to righteousness. After God has saved you, he expects that through you, others will be saved. This is one of the good works. It says, and when you do that, you will shine like the stars forever and ever. Many of us are trying to update our Facebook, our Twitter, Instagram, all these things, our status here and there so that people can see us. There's something that you can do that you'll be seen forever. Oh, if I can take, if I can put my best picture on, um, on, uh, on the gram, I put my best picture on the gram and everybody sees it. Some of you have a picture, you took it four years ago, you can't change it because there's no better picture than that. Yeah, it doesn't get better than that. I say it again, this time I say it in Zulu. Some of you have pictures that you took six years ago, 1999, as your status or your DP. Status goes away. DP is the one which is always there. As your DP, you can't change it. Because it doesn't get better than that. I mean, you've never, you've tried. You've tried. Thomas has taken so many pictures of you, it still doesn't work. It's still the, it, it, look, your, your matric ball picture, that's it. I said matric ball. The matric ball, bro, how are you doing? I said the matric ball picture, it cannot be changed. Be, why? Because it doesn't get better than that. You can't get any better shot than that. No, no, no. You mat- if you like after church, let's check your, let's check your distance. Tell your neighbor distance. Let's check your distance. We will see on your distance that, look, the picture that is there, even right now, it doesn't look like you again. Only you recognize it, but hey, let it be there. Let it be there. May God make you look nice. But the Bible says people who turn others to righteousness, they will just continue to shine. They will just continue to shine. They will shine like the stars forever. They will just shine. They they cannot be forgotten. For some of you, you cannot forget Reverend David. You cannot. How are you going to forget? Even when you try to forget, even when you have amnesia, you see that something will be ringing your head. David, David, David. Or even they, they, they. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody tells you from dying and going to hell and brings you to Christ, the person becomes valuable to you. You can't easily forget the person. You can't forget the person. And the Bible says, those who do this, they will shine like stars. Why is God giving them such a great blessing and making them shine like stars? I show you and then we bring the service to a close. Mark chapter 8. In Mark chapter 8 verse 36, Jesus asked a very important question. I'm talking about turning people to righteousness. Jesus asked a very important question. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or verse 37, what shall a man give in exchange for the soul? The most important thing of anybody is his soul. That's why when you turn his soul to righteousness, God puts a blessing on you to shine forever and ever. That that is why. That is the reason why. Because, look, 
if I buy you a suit, look, you wear it for a while, and then it will be out of. Ah, boss, can I use you for an example? You will be famous, just like me. Okay, look, look at this guy. The camera is there. We are on YouTube. Can I? Your shirt is yours. Ne? Okay. Good. No, it's okay. So you don't take. Or, or you want, you take. Or you look nice, and the place is hot. Okay, you look very sharp. You always look like this. You always look like this. Wow, sweetie, you never know. Okay. You don't always look like this. Oh, okay, but but you look very powerful. Try to look like this a lot. Okay, I like it. Good. You see what this brother is wearing? Doesn't he look nice? But you know that about just three, four years ago, we didn't used to dress like this. He says it's true. He knows it. He Googled it. About just three years ago, we didn't used to dress like this. Suddenly, suspenders came in vogue. And this also came in vogue again. Yeah, that's it. Give it another five years. We will not be, we'll put this away as though we are forgotten about it. And we'll start wearing something else. Do you get it? So, imagine I came and bought him this. And he, I said, well, after about three years, even if he doesn't go out of style, he's probably going to gain weight and this thing will become small. Are you with me? He's probably going to gain weight. Or he's even going to be blessed and you will get better ones and nicer ones. Then he will take this one and say, ah, hey, where is that my small boy who I sent to do things or take and go? But if I turn his soul, righteousness. It can never be out of focus. Thank you very much, sir. It can never pass. It can never pass. So, God is saying that the most important thing you can do for somebody is to affect the person's soul. And affect the person's soul for Christ. That's the most, that's why when you do that, you begin to shine forever. And Jesus tells us, many of us don't do that. When we see people, we don't think that ah, this person must be born again. This person cannot go to hell. I can't allow my friend to go. We have friends who are on their way to hell, but we don't care. We don't, we don't, we don't bother. We don't, we, don't, we don't even care. Reason why we don't care is that we don't know what a soul is. Yeah, we don't know what a soul is. But Jesus gives us an idea of how valuable a soul is. He said, what shall it go back? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? So Jesus put the whole world on one side and he put a soul, just one soul, not all the souls of the world, just a man. Every man has one soul. You can't have two souls. So those of you, four years ago, said, I met my soulmate. Then now you say you have met your soulmate again. Something is not in place. Anyway, let's come, let's get eyes on the ball. Eyes, tell your neighbor, eyes on the ball, eyes on the ball. Listen, Jesus puts a man, soul, here. And he puts the whole world, which includes Durban, Johannesburg, Paris, Milan, New York. Uh, where again? Where are the places you know? I'm Tata. Mention, mention, please. I need. Uh, where? India. Uh-huh. Who again? America. Uh-huh. Recently, you had you had a communications minister said she has not gone to Switzerland. She only went to Geneva. Yeah, our communications minister, the one who's supposed to communicate on behalf of the nation, 
and for the girl. She, she and her husband, they, they've never gone to Switzerland. They only went to Geneva and to, and to New York. That's all. Anyway, back, back to what we were saying. My God, my God, my God. But Jesus said, if you put all these things on one side, and you put a soul on one, a man's soul on one side, the soul is more important than the world. Then the next day he says, and what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall he give? A man's soul is very important. A man's soul is more important than his money. A soul is so important. That's why why God has brought all of us together. So that we can reach out to other people. So that their souls will be saved. Their souls will be... As you are here this morning, you are here to save your soul. You are not here to improve your body. No, you are here to save your soul. You are here to save your soul. So God, what is God expecting from us? What is the good work that he's expecting? Is the good work he's expecting of us for which he has done all these things for us, shown us great mercy, being gracious to us and loved us. What does he want us to do in return? He wants us to bring other people to righteousness. Just bring other people. Bring your roommate to righteousness. Bring your best friend to righteousness. Bring the people you go to lectures with to righteousness. Bring the people you go to work with to righteousness. Bring them to righteousness. That is what God is expecting from us. That is why I've traveled all the way from Peter Marisbeck to be here to tell you that God is expecting you to bring others. Some of you have been in the church for a long time. There's not even one person sitting in the church because of you. Yes, we like you. You're a good church member. You come all the time. We don't struggle with you. We are happy because we have church members who are at a lower grade. They, we struggle with them to just bring them to church. But there's not even one person in the church because of you. Your roommate is in the room right now. Last night, there was a man on top of her. Who woke up to go away this dawn? And you woke up and you dress and you put your makeup. He said, you are asked for me. I am righteous. I'm good. Rather, you look at her and you say in your head, foolish girl, you are destroying your life. Continue. You tell, cheap girl, this. God is also looking at her and say, oh, shame on you. Instead of reaching out to her. Reach, Pastor, what should I say to her? Should I tell her she's bad? No. Tell her God loves her. Sometimes people do these things because they don't have self-love. They don't feel they are loved. And the other day, I told her to stop what she's doing, and then she became angry. I'm not telling you to tell her. You are not the one to tell her to stop what she's doing. It's the Holy Spirit who will tell her to stop what she's doing. You have to tell her that God still loves you. God is interested in you. God died for you. Jesus died for your soul. That's what. That's our message. The God, Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it be hid to them that are, them that are lost. Why? What is our gospel? Our gospel is to tell other people that Jesus loves you. That's all. Just that Jesus loves you. Yes, you know that. Look, I don't want to say it is Sunday. Spams are dripping out, but you still say like, Jesus loves you. It's not your place to tell. You see what you did? You will go to hell. When you go to hell, Satan is there. Do you know hell? Have you been to hell before? Do you know hell? Satan is there. He's waiting for you. He has 17 demons just because of only you. And they are waiting for you. It's not your place. Your place is to tell. Jesus came into this world to die for you. He loves you. Then she will tell you that. Ah, But 
Don't you see the things I'm doing? Then you will tell her, it doesn't matter. God still loves you. God, in spite, you tell her, listen, God knows what you are doing, but he still loves you. He still loves you. So you see, look, I'm very bad. They tell her, yes, that is even why God loves you. The reason why God loves you is because you are very bad. Hey, Pastor, how did you know? Romans 8 verse 7, put it up there. It says, for while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated it. He proved his love towards us. He proved, that's the time that God proved his love to us. While we were busy sinning. Is it there? Oh, too slow. While we were busy sinning, God demonstrated. Romans 5, 8, where is it? That's how God demonstrated it. You are with Nokwanda or Shawanda or something like that. Yes. Whilst you were busy sinning, breaking it down, that's when God showed, proved his love towards you by dying for you. Why is it that when it gets to somebody, you are now trying to kill the person before Jesus will die for the person? Before the person can benefit from the love of God. Have you found it? It says, but God commended the word command means expressed or demonstrated or showed us. So let's read it in today's English. But God showed his love to us. This is what this verse is saying. Look, if you don't remember any verse, this is the verse of Romans 5, 8. When you talk to your roommate and he says, oh, I'm bad, I'm this, then you turn. say, don't worry. God showed his love towards us. How did he do it? That while we were busy sinning, while we were still bad, it's not like we started to make an effort to change. Sometimes you help people because they are trying to change. You help people because they are trying to. We were not doing anything like that. We were actually getting deeper and deeper into the sin. We had even plans. You see, we used to sin at PSL level. Now we had plans to take it to World Cup level. Then God, at that point, when we planned, to take our sins to World Cup level, then God decided, let me show these guys that I love them. That's the point. That's, human beings, the way we operate is that when you make an effort, then we help you. God, he doesn't wait for you to make an effort. He, he expresses his love towards us, though we are bad. Now, God is expecting you. You see, Jesus had to die for us. We don't have to die for anybody. We have to just carry, have to carry the sacrifice that Jesus has made for all of us to other people. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you too. He died for you too. He died for you. And I was saying that sometimes people do some of these things because they don't have self-love. But if they knew that somebody loves them, somebody of importance loves them, you will see they'll begin to have the strength to break away from it. To break away from it. To get back. That's why when you come to church, as you keep coming and you are being exposed to the love of God, you begin to let some things that you used to do before, they begin to fall away. They begin to fall out of your love. It's not because you have become good or suddenly you just have something to live for. Some people do things in life because they have nothing to live for. Sometimes when I drive with, with these guys, they try to drive very fast and I tell them, look, I'm a precious life. Do you get it? I'm, I'm a, do you understand a precious life? It's like my life has value. There are many people waiting for me to preach to them. Do you get it? So take it easy so that I can preach to them because I have to get there to preach to them. Do you, do you, do you understand? So I always say, please, I'm a precious life. Relax. Why? Because I have something to live for. 
when people have something. And me, I drive very fast. Me, personally. Oh, please. Don't start. But because I'm a precious life, I've started to reduce the speed because I have to be alive to come here on a Sunday morning to tell you that God has demonstrated his love towards you although we are all sinners. So you too must take the love to somebody. When people have something to live for, they begin to live well. Most people who are doing some of the foolish things you see around, smoking all types of daha because now it's legal. Look, they have nothing to live for. That's why. But as soon as they get something to live for, you see that they change. Number two, I close on this one. The second good work, I think your pastor will continue from there. The second good work God is expecting us to do for which he has died for us is are you ready for it? To look after God's people. In John 21 Jesus is talking to Peter verse 15 he says, the Bible says, and after they had died he said to Peter, Simon Peter Simon son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter answered and said, Lord thou knowest that I love you. Then he said to him, feed my lamb. And he said to him a second time Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And Peter answered and said, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. Then he said, feed my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And the Bible says, and Peter was grieved because he had said to him a third time, lovest thou me? Then he said, master, thou knowest all things and thou knowest that I love you. And he said, feed my sheep. One of the things that are very important to God it's when people look after his people. This is also the good work that God is expecting us to do. When we rise up to look after his people. When we rise, why? Because God himself is a shepherd. God himself is, God is a father. He's also a shepherd. David said in something, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want it. God is expecting you after you have been around for some time to rise up. To look after his people. To become a shepherd to his people. Somebody who is a shepherd. Somebody who cares for God's people. You have been around for three Sundays. Somebody, this is his first Sunday. You can look after the person. And I don't know anything. You were here two weeks before the person came. At least you have heard something. Look, just care. To care for somebody comes naturally. Nobody takes a mother through training to look after her baby. It's a natural maternal instinct. It comes naturally. As soon as you, like, like even, 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 even when, when there's a lady, when the lady doesn't have a child, although the lady has breast, there are no, there's no milk in the breast. Brothers, stop thinking that the girls, when they go home and they press their breast, milk comes. No, it's not true. How many of you brothers thought like that? Don't lift your hand. Just, I can see you. There's no milk inside. It's when a baby, a baby is born, then the milk starts to come out. Then the milk starts to come out. It's not like, oh, they say, oh, all the milk you have drank in your life is going to store there. No, it's not true. So when you start to look after somebody, then the instincts begin to come. It's a natural instinct. It's inside of you. It begins to come. God is expecting us to look after it. My last scripture, I close. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, I think verse 8, the Bible says, 
like a shepherd. He's talking about God. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. Do you have it? Isaiah 40. I close with this scripture. The sooner you bring it, the sooner we close. It says he will feed his flock like a shepherd. And he will gather them. And he will carry them. And he will lead them. This is how God shepherds his, his flock. He feeds them. He gathers them. He carries them. And he leads them. Let's say it together. He feeds them. He carries them. He gathers. He feeds them. He gathers them. He carries them. And he leads them. Do you have it? It says, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. And he shall gather the lambs with his arms. And carry them in his bosom. And shall gently lead those that are with young. These are the four things a shepherd does. Somebody who looks after God's people. He feeds them. Number two, he gathers them. Number three, he carries them. Number four, he leads them. Hey, Pastor, wonder how does this apply to me? Let me use your, your flatmates, those who are in your, how many people are in your flat? Your room, your wherever you live. Three, plus you, four. Plus you, there are two, plus you, three. So what the Bible is saying is that you talk to them. You gather them. You carry them. And you lead them to church. Very simple. How many of you think it's a simple thing that can be done? You talk to them. You gather them. So these are your roommates. What's your name? Douglas. And what's your name? Njabulo. So you bring Njabulo. Njabulo, next Sunday I want to take you to church. There's something nice happening in my church. I want you to come along. Then you talk to Douglas. Douglas, I'm going to church with Njabulo on Sunday. I want you also to come along. I want it to be a room something. So, Sunday morning, you gather them together. Are you ready? Wake up. You can't sleep till 12. Also, you can't go to the services at 10. So, 8. Wake up. Oh, I, okay, sleep 20 minutes. Then I'll come and wake up. Wake up. Douglas. Oh, but Douglas, wake up. Let's go. Let's go. They get ready. Then you put them together. That is gathering. Sometimes you have one in your room. You have another in another room. So you gather them. After you have gathered them, what do you do? You carry them, which is you bring them. There are different ways of carrying people. I don't want to talk about all of them. Some of them you have to. <laughs> some of them. In peace. Daddy bought a donkey. Daddy died. Donkey died. Daddy cried. My mother said, I must choose this one. So some of them you have to choose them like this. And bring them to church. That is carrying. Some of them, you have to take them at gunpoint. Masambi. Masambi. Like that. To church. Some of them, you have to buy them lunch. My wallet is not coming out. Some of them, you have to buy them lunch. How much is lunch today? I'll buy you lunch. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. And then you have come. Good, good, good. Sit down. After church, then you go and buy the lunch. Sit down. Then you, some of them, this is how you have to carry them. Yeah, some of them, this is how you have to carry them. Some of them, you have to tell them, now go back. We are still back to unbeliever. We are coming to win you again. Some of them, you have to tell them, I'll help you with your assignment. Let's go to. Um, unless you, are, you don't understand what somebody's soul is. 
Unless you don't, I'll help you to your assignment. What are you? What assignment is that? Oh, don't worry, I'll help you. When we come from church, I'll help you with the research. So many ways, but then they, you carry them and then you lead them to church. You lead them to. That's what God. This, this is the second good way God is expecting, and I pray that we will rise up and we will do these good things. If we rise up and do these good works, God will become very happy with us. God will become very happy. And when God is happy with you, all the things you are struggling, you see that God begins to fix them for you. Yeah. See, he begins to. When I'm happy with my children, anything they ask me for, I do it. Yeah, when I'm happy with them. When I'm not happy with them, hey. When they touch my door, I say, leave my door. They sit on the chair. I say, why are you sitting on my chair? Sit on the floor. They sit on the floor. I say, look, turn off my TV. Yes, because the TV is for me. Who do you think it's for? Did they come out of their mother's stomach with a TV? The TV is for me. I said, turn it off. Yeah, but when I'm happy with them, oh, they ask me for this, I give them. They ask me for this, I give them. They ask, that's, that's, how, that's how God also, when he's happy with you, when you ask for that, he just keeps giving them to you. He just keeps giving them to you. He just keeps giving them. May God give you your heart desire. Bible says, the Lord God, he's a, he's a son and a shield. He will give grace and you give glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk out. From today, may you begin to walk in the good works. The good works. The good works of soul winning. The good works of shepherding people. May you begin to work, walk in them. So that God will bless you. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. As we close. As we close. As we close. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for every hand that is lifted up. Look down from heaven on us and bless us. Help us to obey your word. And to do your will. In the name of Jesus. Help us. Pray for yourself wherever you are. Pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. I have come to church once. I have come twice. I have come a couple of times. But help me to obey this word that I have heard. To turn many to righteousness. To do the good works that you have ordained and destined for me to do. Help me to do them. 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 Help me to do Help me to be a soul winner. Help me to be somebody who turns many to righteousness that I may shine like the stars forever and ever. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Brando Lobo, Skepando Kali, Kayalola, Pendo Kata, Skepato Po, Skinto Lavaka, Kemolobo, Skepalola, Lempando Kalebaka, Kelobaba, Brando Lobo, Skito Lava. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Put your hands down. If your hand is up, just put it down. Just put it down. Maybe you were invited to church today. Maybe you've been coming for some time. But your soul has not been rescued from death. If you were to die today, you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. What it means is that if you were to die today, you will go to hell. You will definitely go to hell. But today you have the opportunity to make sure that if you die, you will go to heaven. The Bible says, for it is appointed unto man once to die and after that, the judgment. After we die, we will face the judgment of God. Now, when we face the judgment of God, Bible says that at that judgment seat, Bible says the books 
were opened. And another book was opened, which was called the book of life. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake that is burning with fire. It's one of the last verses in the Bible. Revelation 20, 15 or 15 to 18. Today, you can ensure that your name will be written in the book of life. Today, by welcoming Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. Every eye closed, everywhere, wherever you are, everybody close your eyes for just a minute. Let's give our brothers and sisters some privacy. Close your eyes, please. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. You are here. You are here. You are here. You want your name to be written in the book of life. If your hand is up, please put it down, please. You want your name to be written in the book of life. You want to you want Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life. That his love and his sacrifice for you will be made relevant. You are here like that. You want to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. If you are here like that, with every eye closed and every head bowed, just gently lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Just lift your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Don't open your eye. Don't look anywhere. Everybody's eyes are closed. So just lift up your right hand. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to invite Jesus into my heart to be the Lord of my life, to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.